Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Tuesday, October the 3rd, 2023. It is the beginning of Red October. Oh, I'm sorry. That's for a different podcast. I happen to be a Phillies fan. Anyway, it's the 26th Tuesday in Ordinary Time, and our reading today is from the Gospel according to St. Luke. When the days for Jesus to be taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. I love this reading. There are places in the Bible where the readings are just like, whoa, where did that come from? And it's not necessarily advancing Jesus's mission here. It's not necessarily advancing the story. It's just this bizarre moment. And I want to say a big theme that comes out of this reading that has been chosen for us by the church today is just, it's the theme of um, not listening, being disconnected, not understanding, not sympathizing, not empathizing. We see that in the fact that that Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. I mean, it says the the days for Jesus to be taken up. Nobody gets that. The, The apostles don't even get that. But he's going to Jerusalem to die on the cross for us. So that's the biggie right there that nobody gets, nobody cares, nobody's listening. Then you have the Samaritan village which is a stopover. It's to prepare the, the fuller, bigger picture. And they don't care. They're not listening. They're not open to Jesus. They don't even want to welcome him in their town because he's going to Jerusalem. How very often in our lives, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of different examples. You try to tell somebody something And you can't even get to the story because they're rejecting one of the details. I, why am I thinking I, (laughs) there's a story going through my mind right now of, um, I had a high school reunion and a former schoolmate was not able to go that night, but he runs a company where they use limos and he was going to let me have one of the limos for the night to go to my high school reunion and I said, no, I I, mean, I just, whatever, that's kind of goofy. I don't know. I figured I would just drive myself. It's okay. But when I got there, I was talking to some of my friends and I said, oh, I almost came here in a limo tonight. And I was about to tell them, yeah, our, our buddy that has that company, yeah, they use limos. And, you know, he said I could take one. And But I couldn't get to the story because the reaction was, oh, who do you think you are? Oh, give me a break. Oh, you're lying. And then they just walked away like nobody wanted to hear. And it was really just a cool story about one of our schoolmates that had made it big and that was, uh, you know, trying to, I don't know, I thought it would be a cool story, but nobody wanted to hear it because they were hung up on the word limo. Maybe because some of them felt bad 
that they never had a limo. I, I don't know. Or that, <laughs> not that I certainly don't have the money to hire a limousine, especially not for something as simple as just meeting some friends in a little mini high school reunion. Anyway, but that's what happens when people don't listen, and it can be very frustrating. But then you come to the peak of the story here, which is why one of the reasons why James and John are referred to as the sons of thunder. They want to call down fire from heaven to consume the Samaritans because they would not welcome Jesus. And Jesus doesn't really even give them much time in this reading. He turns, he rebukes them, and they go to the next town. But I I always find that funny. Jesus is preaching peace and love and joy. He's going around healing everyone. He's healing even the people that are Samaritan and that are Roman and people that would be considered enemies by worldly standards. Jesus is saying, love your enemies. And by the way, I'm going to heal these people. And we know all that has happened already because he's, this is the end. He's on his way to Jerusalem to die. And they want to call down thunder, fire from heaven to consume these people. And Jesus, you can imagine his frustration. Have I taught you nothing these three years? So on this theme of not listening, I had told a story just the other day, I think, of um, years ago when I was in college studying theology, I encountered this young woman, and she was a friend of a friend, and a group of us were there, and then she wanted to argue with me over church teaching, and I sat there and argued with her for like two hours, and I didn't find out until later she was an abuse victim, and the person abusing her was her grandfather, who was very religious, and that's really where the issue was. And I didn't listen. I wanted to argue with her over details when the reality was she needed to be ministered to. She needed to be listened to. She needed to be loved and respected. And that's very often what's going on here. I wonder what will happen when the uh, when the Chosen does a scene on, on this. You know, are they going to try to see another side of the story with these Samaritans? Uh, it's tough to say. I was thinking yesterday, I don't know, when I read this reading, I was sitting in adoration. It was a very, very small adoration chapel and a man came in with his family and they were talking and that was annoying because it's a small chapel. I'm trying to pray in silence, but then he comes over to me and says, you mind if I play my music? (laughs) And I said, yes. I do mind. Please don't play your music. And this little chapel, I'm surprised there was nobody else in there, but normally it's little old ladies coming and going all day long. They would not have appreciated the music. And honestly, if you sneeze in this chapel, everybody gets annoyed with you. Imagine if if we had a little party going on when the next little old lady came in. And I just thought that was such a, a good parallel to this reading. This man didn't get what this chapel was for. And I felt like saying to him, listen, if you want to have a prayer meeting, I'm sure the pastor would let you use the church. <clears throat> you can invite people in and play all the music you want. But this is an adoration chapel. This is where people come in. Uh, people are depressed and suicidal and anxious and, and whatever. They're, they're praying for their kids and they just want a little time in silence. They don't want to come in and have the distraction of music playing and who knows what else. And um, even sometimes when people pray the rosary in an adoration chapel, I think to myself, I love the rosary, but maybe you could go into the church and do that. And you have a big group instead of cramming into the chapel while I'm trying to have a little moment in silence, go into the church, you know, spread out, enjoy, pray the rosary, schedule that, 
pray it with all your heart. But there's a time and a place for everything. So we, um, I'm just thinking of different ministries that require us to listen. Even and, and of course, I always go back to high school ministry. I'm getting better at it, even though I'm getting older and therefore less connected with the kids age-wise, because I'm becoming a better listener. I'm becoming someone that realizes, okay, this kid in front of me is out of control. He doesn't need me to scream at him right now. He needs me to maybe take him aside and say, did you have breakfast this morning? I know, I, don't, I sound like a little bit of a bleeding heart. But over the years, I've learned some of these kids that are out of control, it might be because they're having problems at home, because the parents are getting a divorce, because dad doesn't pay his, his alimony. Uh, so many different things. I taught kids that were from the inner city where they might not have had electricity the night before. And here I am harping on them about not doing their homework when the reality was they didn't even have the ability to turn the light on. Uh, and then they come and they want to act all tough and cool when in reality, maybe they need to be taken aside and shown some compassion and just have, you know, we need to have that conversation. I think of different people that I love to read about that had such challenges in their ministry, like Isaac Jogues, like people, anybody that ministered to the natives in America. Uh, one of my favorite saints whose feast is coming up, St. Rose Philippine Duchenne, Chen, who ministered to the native Americans around Missouri and that area. Um, and it's funny, she wanted to minister to the natives. They made her first be in charge of a prep school for rich white girls and she hated it. (laughs) She wanted to minister to the natives. She was had such a gift for that. And she had to wait till she was 70 when she was retired and she lived six more years, finally doing the ministry she felt called to do. But all those years, and it's kind of the same story, but in another way, she didn't feel connected to the rich kids from the rich families, but she had to do that ministry. So she had to reach out of herself in another way and be more understanding. She was a contemporary of father Pierre Desmet, who has a wonderful life story. There's a book about him and how he was like a missionary to the natives in the Midwest. And he was like this big guy that wore a big cassock and he would just go from, from one, you know, tribe to another ministering to them. And they loved him. He was just this big, friendly, teddy bearish kind of a guy, uh, who just, uh, and I think of some priests that I know that are like that. They're just great with people. They're great with kids, very gregarious kind of personality. And just, you know, the people know that they're loved by them. And you know what? This message of being a better listener, being better connected, trying to understand where the other person is coming from. I know we have an extreme case here of Samaritans and calling down fire from heaven, but how many of you in a marriage at one time or another have wanted to call down fire from heaven on your spouse (laughs) or on your kids? And this is ultimately the place where we need to hear this message, where we need to learn greater patience and be better at understanding and and trying to listen with our spouses, with our kids, with our families, with our extended families, with our elderly parents, to try to listen, to try to empathize, to try to understand, to try to put aside our own pride to better minister to those around us. My mother always used to say, charity begins at home. I don't think that's in the Bible, but it's very much something that we believe in, 
that God puts people in our lives, and we are called very often to exercise charity to those ones first. So we ask the Lord for this grace today through the intercession of Our Lady and St. Joseph, patrons of the family, that we may better listen to the people around us, to those that are placed in our path, that we may be patient, that we may show kindness and always have the patience of Jesus and always display that charity, the charity of Jesus, which ultimately is going to go to Jerusalem and die on the cross for the sins of so many who don't even give him a moment of attention. Have a great day. God bless you.